are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, final show of the week. We're going to get to have a little bit of fun today because... Uh, even after yesterday's show, and life happens fast, news happens fast, right? Told you don't really freak out about Damian Lillard, don't really think about Damian Lillard. Well, you have my permission to freak out about Damian Lillard potentially coming to New Orleans due to, and this is the point we're at in the offseason, a social media post. I'll let you know what went down. And then also, the reason I'm recording this show a little bit late on Friday morning is because I was up late watching the Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns. That's kind of fun to see. But more importantly, does that impact any of the picks that are coming from the Lakers to the Pelicans? I'll give you the full breakdown of the picks, those protections, what pick swaps are, all of that coming up in the second segment. Then we're continuing our season in review series with Wesley Wundu, and that's how we're going to wrap up today's show. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. All right, so let's lead with the fun stuff with Damian Lillard, trade speculation. Let's get kind of crazy on a Friday, have some fun here on kind of a gray, rainy-ish morning in New Orleans. So Damian Lillard lost, uh, the Port, I should say, the Portland Trailblazers lost in the playoffs last night. Not really Damian Lillard because he did everything he could to get his team to win the series and keep this one as close as possible. And it was really his teammates who let, them, let him down. C.J. McCollum did not show up in this series whatsoever. Damian Lillard was basically the only guy doing anything really worthy of value. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic did not show up in this series and could not defend Nikola Jokic. Carmelo Anthony scored off the bench and that was about it, but no one else really did enough of anything to try and help them win this series, and it's just crazy that they won two games even. But Damian Lillard had 55 points in a game you guys have heard me fawning over basically because it was that impressive of a basketball performance in a double overtime loss when you when your star player like that goes for 55, you better win. You better win the game. And we saw that plenty of times here with Anthony Davis and the Pelicans not being able to get it done. So when you look at it through that those eyes, you've got to wonder if he's going to start to get fed up because there were rumors this last offseason that he went to the front office and management and was like, "Look, you, you got to put a contender out there, not just a team that gets into the playoffs every year, but a contender." And it seems like he's been happy there his entire career. There's been nothing about him wanting to leave or anything like that. People have tweeted at him about winning a title, and he's like, life's good. I've made generational wealth. I'm adored by a city that, you know, I love being here and like the place that I live. He said all of the right things, and there's no reason to doubt that. You know, if he wanted to keep getting into the playoffs, getting into the second round on occasion— or maybe the conference finals on even more remote occasions, but more likely than not losing in the first round, Like, and you're happy with that, it's your career. Be happy with that. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but you've got to wonder if it is starting to wear on him, particularly because of the playoff series that we just saw where, yeah, they were never going to win that, even with him and the super heroics that he did. So after the game, 
Soon after the game, he posted to Instagram, and this tells you where we're we're at in the Pelicans offseason when we're combing Instagram to try and read way too much into this stuff, right? Because that's what's happening here. Posted a picture of him walking out of the Moda Center um, after that series, and it says... How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? It's a quote from Nipsey Hussle and makes you wonder, right? You know, I saw that this morning. Someone tweeted it at me. Thank you for that. And audibly yelled, oh my God, and kind of freaked out to the point where my girlfriend thought someone died or something like that and thought I was seeing terrible, terrible news. So it made me kind of react in that way, which makes me wonder if there is something going on. You know, Mike Richmond, who hosts the Locked on Blazers podcast, tweeted out yesterday that while it's nice that they could get into the playoffs, jumping from this team that lost 4-2 to the Denver Nuggets who don't have Jamal Murray, and look, they had other guys step up too in this series. Michael Porter Jr. stepped up and all of that. But without Jamal Murray, you're losing to a team that you, you match up incredibly well with, and the Blazers do, and you can't beat them. The jump from that team to being a true title contender a team that you legitimately look at and go okay I could see them in the finals that's a really significant jump and I don't think the Blazers have the assets to be able to go and do that they retooled their team by adding Norm Powell and Inez Cantor that's what they did those were the moves that they could make there wasn't really anything else that they could necessarily go all in on and they should have they should have gone after a guy like Aaron Gordon And now I don't know if they're really in position to be able to do that. And if I can see that, I'm sure Damian Lillard and all the people around him can see that. And you've got to wonder if they're going to start to feed into this with him and say, look, man, like it's not going to happen. And if that's the case, you know, you can leave there and you've done all you can and no one's going to fault you or anything like that. Similar to when Anthony Davis first announced his trade request, Pelicans fans got it. We got it. We understood it. It was only the stuff that came after that really soured everybody on him with that. And so if he just were to leave now after everything he could and giving him that highlight-worthy 55-point game, I don't think anyone would really fault him for that, and he'd almost be kind of free to leave. And I'm sure or you would hope that the Trailblazers would accommodate that for him. And so if that's the case, I don't know if David Griffin needs to be on the phone to Portland today, but you need to make as big of an offer as you possibly could make it so that they just don't hang up the phone on you right away and you have to pay attention to what he is saying whether that includes Brandon Ingram or not I'm not sure I'd prefer not to have Ingram in a deal like that so you offer Nikhil Jackson Hayes Kyra Lewis Jr. and like all of the first round picks from the Lakers from the Bucks, and we'll get into the Lakers picks here coming up in the next segment so you know exactly what those are because they're out of the playoffs and speaking of that by the way That's where we get the Michelob Ultra moment here because I think this one is kind of fun. This is like a favorite moment from the playoffs. This is going to be a recurring theme over the next couple weeks here. From the playoffs, maybe just from the Pelicans regular season, whatever is just a Michelob Ultra moment that gives us joy, happiness, enjoyment, all of those sorts of things. And you know what? Last night, I wasn't upset staying up till 1230 watching the Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns and watching them get bounced out of the playoffs and kind of embarrassing fashion that brought me joy that brought me happiness 
I completely enjoyed watching a blowout game because of that. And as Michelob Ultra says, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. And enjoyment is in the end game. It is the whole game. And that whole game of watching the Suns beat the Lakers, sending them home in the first round, was exactly the type of enjoyment that I wanted to see late on a Thursday night. So there you go. Your Michelob Ultra moment from the playoffs is going to be the Lakers losing to the Phoenix Suns last night. So it's the road to the NBA Finals. Our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason. So normally I'd give you like a, just a quick thing here about the postseason. If you're not paying that much attention, just kind of keep you connected to what's going on in the NBA. But I want to spend a little bit more time on this because we did just mention in the last segment the Lakers lost to the Phoenix Suns last night. And there's implications for the Pelicans with this one. It's not so much just simply laughing at the Lakers, which is fun to do. I get it, especially here in New Orleans where there's a lot of animosity towards them. There's pick compensations and things like that that might factor into this. So before we jump into that part, though, I do want to say one thing about the Anthony Davis stuff. He ended up not playing really well in that game. Only played about five minutes or so before he had to leave with a groin injury. I'm not going to go into that. I've seen a couple people tweet at me saying, make fun of Anthony Davis on the show. Like, I'm not going to do that, especially around injuries. And I've seen a lot of just rank hypocrisy with people making fun of him or saying, hey, this is who Anthony Davis is from media people, from fans and stuff too. After, you know, seven years of defending him and not say, and saying he's not injury prone, people were doing that. And now all of a sudden he's not on the team. He forced his way out. Bad blood. We know it. And now that has kind of changed and flipped the tune. I'm not going to do that. It's an injury. The dude clearly was in a significant amount of pain in last night's game and could not play. It sucks. It's just unfortunate that's how it goes. But I'm not going to make fun of someone over something like that. He was the best player on the Lakers when they won the title last year. I think he probably ultimately, in a way, gets the last laugh. But this year they definitely flamed out. And look, him being injured was a big part of that. Um, and I don't actually buy into that them making it to the finals in the bubble and how long they played in the shortened offseason really factored into their demise in the first round, which is the way that they're going to spin it. Anyway, the picks, that stuff, because that's what matters to the Pelicans here. So in that trade with the Los Angeles Lakers, there was a lot. They gave up a lot. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. It was three first round picks. And a bunch of pick swaps. One of those first-round picks already went to New Orleans, the draft of Zion Williamson, where they got the fourth overall pick, which they then traded to Atlanta in the deal that became Jackson Hayes and getting off of um, uh, Solomon Hill. There we go. Um, his contract and everything. So those are the, one of those three picks is already done. So the Pelicans have two first-round picks coming from the Lakers. One of them could have been this year in 2020. However, it's got reverse protection. Normally, you protect a pick in the lottery. So if it falls in the lottery, the team keeps it. This is different. It was actually reverse protected. So in 2021, if it falls 8 to 30, the Lakers keep it. If it jumped into the top eight, the Pelicans got it. Basically, what they were saying is we don't want a bad first round pick in 2021. So they're not going to get the Lakers pick this season. It becomes unprotected next season. So the Pelicans will have a Lakers unprotected pick in 2022. And so let's talk about this pick for a second. Look, the Lakers lost. They don't look particularly great right now. LeBron was was 
80%, I don't know. Anthony Davis wasn't there. You saw a terrible series from Kyle Kuzma in this one. And they just don't have another like third guy on that team that makes you feel really good about it. I still do feel comfortable in the Lakers being able to retool. Like I do. I don't think this 2022 pick next season is going to become even more valuable. They're still going to be a playoff team. When Anthony Davis and LeBron James were healthy, they lost like 14 games and that was it. And they looked like the one seed. If both those guys come back healthy next year, I'm not expecting this 2022 pick to all of a sudden be in the lottery or like the low 20s. I think it's going to end up being in the high 20s and they're just going to bounce right back with a full off season to kind of rest. And I think they look at this year and are like, whatever, we won the title last year. So I don't think, and I've seen people say this, that the pick value is going significantly up. At least not right away. It might change depending on what LeBron James does and retirements in the future and things like that. So the other picks that they get, so after 2022, which they're going to get unprotected, they have a pick swap in 2023 and a pick swap in 2025. All that basically means is you look at the draft order and where the Pelicans pick falls and where the Lakers pick falls. And the Pelicans can choose which of the two that they want. So if the Lakers have a better pick than the Pelicans do, which I don't know if that's going to be the case, but would be wonderful, the Pelicans get the better of the two picks. It's likely probably more likely than not that these pick swaps don't really go through because the Pelicans are going to have the worst slash the better pick, the higher pick, the one closer to number one is what we're looking at here. So if the Lakers have a more valuable draft pick than the Pelicans, they they swap and the Lakers get the Pelicans, the Pelicans get the Lakers. That's how the pick swap works. And then the final asset is an unprotected first in 2024. So basically the, the Pelicans control the Lakers draft through 2025, but they don't own every single pick from there. In those years where they get the pick swaps, it's not like they're getting the Lakers picks and their own picks. So that's really where it kind of comes down to it. In terms of the unprotected first in 2024, though, they can defer it. So they can look at that pick and go, no, we don't want that. We want your unprotected pick in 2025, and they just get it. So that's kind of how it's going to end up working. That's the one that's a little bit tricky. In 2024, if the Lakers win the title and they have the final pick of the draft, the Pelicans are like, screw that. I don't want it. We're going to just take your pick next year, which is likely to be at least a little bit better. So still, I don't know if these are the most valuable assets given that even with the Lakers kind of being bounced out of the playoffs, they'll get healthy. And when they were healthy this past season, they were really, really, really good. Don't forget that when you look at how bad they looked here with Anthony Davis barely being able to play, with LeBron James not quite being himself, and at one point them just kind of mailing it in. If they can add one or two slight little pieces, they bounce back to where they were, which was the presumptive one seed in the title favorite. So keep that in mind when trying to value these Lakers picks in Damian Lillard trades or anyone else trades, um, and keep that in mind. So we'll get into the season in review on Wesley Wundu here in just a moment. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they're always reliably low. They always offer the lowest prices. They're not charging based on the market, and they're not going to just jack up prices because a part is in demand. They're going to give you the lowest price possible. RockAuto.com does not require a membership or an account login, anything like that. Everything you may need. You want to refresh the carpet inside your car because it's tearing? 
You can do all of that. You just need fluids, motor oil, transmission fluid, engine coolant. You can get it cheaper at rockauto.com than a chain store. And whatever part you might need, their catalog is just easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck, and you can see the prices and specifications that you prefer. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I just got like a promo box. They send me some samples every now and then of Grasshopper Cookie, which basically is like a thin mint flavored Built Bar, and it's absolutely delicious. And Built Bar is nine delicious flavors, plus like the Grasshopper Cookie one, the thin mint flavors, limited time flavors that they throw on their website. And so you can kind of get whatever it is that you might be looking for, whatever kind of flavor or taste that you want, they've got you covered. And the nine regular flavors they have are coconut, Coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Absolutely something for everyone. And if you want to try them all and figure out what your favorites are, you can get the mix box where you get two of each of the nine different flavors. Some of them have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories, so you're not wasting all that cardio that you just did at the gym. I've seen some of these bars that have 300 plus calories. You don't need that. Go for the lowest calories possible while still getting a large amount of protein, exactly what you need in a protein bar, except this one tastes good. You may as well eat the one that tastes delicious because that's what Built Bars definitely are. So if you want to try that raspberry or the mint brownie, whatever it is you like, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Pelicans here as we continue our season in review series. And again, we're still kind of getting through some of the role player guys that we did do Jackson Hayes. Um, and we'll need to get into more in-depth conversations about Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball's probably like a whole damn episode in and of itself, but we've already gone a little bit long in today's episode, so we're going to knock out uh, Wesley Awundu, who came over for, to the Pelicans from Dallas in the trade for J.J. Redick. Kind of a throw in there, just more or less to make salaries work, give the Pelicans an extra body. And that's kind of really what he was. He averaged 2.8 points per game this season, 2.6 rebounds. He did it while shooting pretty poorly, 34% from the field. He shot 11% from three. We don't need to really spend that much time on it. We can jump to the buy-sell part of this. Sell Wessel Wundu. He's on a team option for next year. Don't bring him back. I think it's more valuable to have an empty roster spot than it would be to have Wessel Wundu on, on the team. It's kind of unfortunate. You know, if they really needed a body, they could. He's cheap. That's great. You know, he played in 18 games for the Pelicans this season. He got one start. He scored double digits two times. That's about it. Like they just didn't really add a ton to to the team. And even in the final two games of the season, you know, when they were out of playoff contention officially, they didn't really play him, which probably tells you kind of all you need to know about him and everything that kind of went on this year. Um, it's just like, it, look, it's a nice guy that looks good. He's young, right? People looked at him when he was brought over 26. He could grow. I remember him from the draft. I thought he could be a guy in the second round that maybe added something to your team. Didn't end up really happening. Sometimes you just got to let guys go and know they're not going to be back on the roster next year. And that's kind of a one-do. You know, I, I think, you know, if you need an emergency player in a pinch, you could sign him to a 10-day, something like that. But I'd be willing to bet he's more on his way out of the league, though I 
I bet he'll end up on a team next year. I just don't think the Pelicans need to use a roster spot on him when next season still might be a lot of retooling, in-season trades, things like that, to try and make them a contender and not run into a Damian Lillard situation where you've got Zion Williamson tweeting and Instagram posting cryptic things. So hopefully they don't bring him back. I don't think they need to. I'd say he's probably going to be gone. The roster spot and being able to make lopsided trades of, you know, you bring an extra player back versus sending one out, I think can be a really important thing. Um, And that's probably what the Pelicans are going to end up doing. Look, Played some minutes, did some things, didn't really contribute to wins or losses to a degree, I think. Just not a guy that that does much of anything. Look, you need more shooting. If you're going to shoot 11% in 18 games, I don't think that's really going to work. His career three-point shooting is 27%, 28.6%, 29%. It's not going to get it done. The Pelicans need more shooting. He doesn't bring that. You don't need to bring him back next year. Like this, this one was kind of easy to do. I feel bad. I feel mean here saying about this, uh, about a one do, but you just don't need to bring them back next season. All right, that's going to do it for this Friday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Freak out about Damian Lillard over the weekend. Don't read too much into the Lakers losing and the impact it's going to have on the Pelicans picks. Those probably aren't going to be all that valuable, but still kind of fun to point and laugh at them to a certain degree. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and we'll be back with you all on Monday.